Ah, thanks for tuning in to the Blitz Morning Show. My name is Toby Brendel, and hopefully you are ready for another episode of Top Fives. We do have exciting news about something that's going to be happening in the month of December. And let me just tell you, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it all goes down. All right, but before I tell you what is going on, what is happening, let's kind of bring the boat back a bit and let's talk about my top five. For the last couple of weeks, I've did worst my top uh, worst video games. Last week was my favorite <clears throat> five TV shows. This week, it's going to be the top five favorite movies that I picked. So, a little bit of disclaimer, because I know there's trolls out there that will say that's a horrible movie that's not my pick you should have picked this etc etc first of all these are my picks these are the movies that I enjoy and sometimes the movies that I enjoy doesn't always match up with you or you or even you like your guys picks which does not mean that I am wrong that doesn't mean that you're wrong or it doesn't even mean that I'm right or you're right it's just different people different opinions so first up on the agenda it is the movie how high it was released back in the early 2000s it was when Hoyman and I were hanging out we even had different people that we'd consider each other the movie itself had two famous rappers Redman and Method Man who portrayed different characters within the movie. Of course, duh, they don't play the same one. <laughs> Method Man was si huh, Silas and Red Man was Jay. First of all, just to sum it up, the two characters, Silas, he's kind of a person who indulges in plants, trying to find medicine to bring healing back to the people and away from the major corporations then Jay he's kind of um, the lazy stoner kind of guy who went to uh, community college for six years for a two year course yeah. just to sum it up the first bit of the movie they have the introduction of the two characters. Ivory, who is Silas's friend, came over, told him that he had a girlfriend coming over. She liked Kevin Costner movies, got a little bit of weed, got his hair done. Ivory's girlfriend basically disappeared. Ivory fell asleep while a joint was in his mouth. And all of a sudden his hair catches on fire runs, jumps out of a window, gets hit by a bus, and dies. So Silas takes Ivory's ashes, put them in a, you know, a bunch of plant dirt, threw a pot in it. How many weeks later, boom, there's a plant. All right. So that's one of the main plots. Then, continuing to get into the story, Silas was at the place where you're supposed to 
find your SATs. He realized he didn't have a cigar. Jay pulls up, loses his pot, realizes he has no more. Jay, Silas, connected. Boom, movie was there. Scored 100% on every single test because when they smoked, the marijuana that was grown in Ivory's ashes, Ivory would show up, tell him the answers. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Everything was going good. Went through college. Then some guy stole the plant. They went from hundreds. Then they basically fell off the face of the earth when it comes to the marks. <coughs> then that's all I'm going to say. This is one of my most favorite movies kind of go to as well. And it's just, I find it really joyful. There's laughs in it. Not a lot. But there's a lot of quotable quotes that I still use today. Another positive hit about this movie is the soundtrack. If you listen to the soundtrack, it has a lot of songs within the movie itself. But the actual soundtrack, LP, beautiful. Especially How High Part 2. Alright, let's mosey on to... Another pick next Friday. This is the second Friday movie that Ice Cube has made in the three part uh, trilogy. With this particular movie, the little, little, you can actually hop into it without watching the first one. Because with the first one, there's a little bit of stuff that joins to the second but with the second one the reason why I like this you can jump into it there's a little bit of a backstory at the start on who Debo is how he got where he is why he's in jail etc etc so the first part of it it explains everything that you need to know without going and watching an hour and a half for the first Friday which to me I think is really really wonderful so the pl with this one you have Mike Epps as well as Ice Cube as the main characters what the hell okay dude that's really weird anyway so Mike Epps Ice Cube main characters and the plot of the story is so Debo, he breaks out of prison. He wanted to get revenge on Craig, which is played by Ice Cube. So he was going to go back to Craig's crib and kick the crap out of him. Well, Craig's dad heard about it and said, that's it. You're not staying here. I'm taking you to Rancho Cucamongo, where Day Day, which is played by Mike Ebbs, and his dad is living so as they were pulling away Debo just popped out of nowhere and oh I think I might know what this is all about it's alright so which is absolutely fine they got away they continued their travels to Rancho Cucamongo meet up with Day Day his dad had an 
explanation why he won all this money. And then, out of the blue, you had a family of Mexican. You have Joker, Baby Joker, and another Joker. So there's three guys, different ranks of the name Joker. And they kind of had a little bit of a run-in. Dog Chico tries biting off uh, Craig and Day Day's leg. And finally, a post office guy comes, gives Craig a letter, which gives it to his ends up in Dede's hand, which ends up in the dad's hand. And they're trying to figure out how to raise like $15,000 overnight. But Craig did notice that the Joker brothers had a pump from the lowrider that they were guarding. Later that night, they went over, found out that there's cash. Stuff happened. You gotta watch the rest of the movie. With this one, I like it just because you did not need to watch the first one. You just pop into the second. It gives you a backstory of what happened. The music is good. The plot is actually half decent. But, you know, main character goes after girl, gets girl, blah, blah, blah. And that's more or less basically about it. Same thing. This was released in the early 2000s. So Hoyman and I, we're obsessed with this. Which, in reality, it's not that bad. Even the soundtrack to it is really good. There's one song that Hoyman and I would always quote. You Can Do It is the song. And at the start, Ice Cube goes, Yeah, yeah, get your ass up and hurrah. But for the longest time, we actually thought he was saying, yeah, yeah, get your ass up in her rug. But you know, there are some chickies that Hoyman actually probably got up in their rug. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was next Friday. It was a great movie. I'm not going to rate it because I really don't know how to. It's just, it's just the top five that I enjoy, reasoning behind it, etc., etc. Number three on the list is Road Trip Beer Pong. No, it's not one of the original road trips. There is a character from it, but it more or less doesn't even have to deal with road trip itself or um, road trip European travels or something like that. This one is about a bunch of guys playing beer pong. They enter into a tournament. They won, which then they have to uh, go travel to Atlanta. One guy, he need, or they wanted a sponsor, talked to another guy who was rich. He said, yes, only if I could come. The CIA came in, interrogated everybody, released them, left, ended up taking their time to go from where they're stuck down to Atlanta. Eventually did get down to Atlanta. I'll leave that at that. But on the ways they met up with 
a bunch of different things like a psycho girl who got out of a psych ward who stole their taxi, which they stole the taxi. Went to a strip club. Girl or a mother, twins, a rash. He kind of peed himself and looks up at the girl and goes, Excuse me, do you have a lepicon? <laughs> oh, one of the best parts of the movie. Alright. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, it's it's really really weird with this particular movie it's just one of those kind of things that it was almost thrown together just because but I enjoy it not because of the boobs uh you know, guys like boobs, but these ones looked really, really fake. And, um, I don't know. It's just something about it that I liked. Beer pong I was never into. The word napkin, I still use it to this day, and it's been like 11 years. And I don't feel right saying napkin. I always say napkin. Which I do get dirty looks every time when I go up to somebody who is uh, Indian descent. Because it looks like I'm making fun of them. But when it comes to asking for a napkin, that's how I say it. Plus, I love that word so much. I actually named one of my cats napkin. Rest in peace, little buddy. I still thinking about you. And it's just the soundtrack, um, not really good. The one female, she kind of went on to do bigger, better things, as well as you got to see her rack in one of the movies, which well, one of the other movies she did, and you know, she's actually not bad. I almost want to think it was in a Jason movie. I think it was in a Jason Freddy movie, but he, she was in a movie. There's not really too much more to describe about this movie. If anything, I think this one's going to be at the bottom of the list if I ever had a chance to rate them 1 to 10. But, you know, 1 to 10, let's move... Wait, this is, the math doesn't sound right. From top 5. A pick that I had in the top 5 is down to the bottom of the top 10. What the frick? Ugh. All right. So, my next movie, the number four on my list of my five, is Night at the Roxbury. Such a silly, silly skit on Saturday Night Live. But I like it. Again, it's one of those movies where I can picture Hoyman and I doing the exact same thing. So, there's been a lot of movies that I just stop and think. It's like, Hoyman and I, yeah, I can see this. Like, How High, Next Friday, Night at the Roxbury, Hoyman and myself. And what the plot is, two guys, probably early to mid-twenties, kept trying to get into clubs. They wanted to score, things like that. They thought that they were like, 
10 out of 10s. Um, anytime they go to the weights, they'll do one rep and they're like, yeah, I'm all buffed up, blah, blah, blah. So the one bar that they wanted to get into is Roxburgh. So they were striking out with girls. Uh, they hated their job working at a fake plant shop with their dad. And the, just randomly one night they were driving, trying to find an ATM, hammered on the brakes one too many times, and boom, got rear-ended by a supercar, which was driven by Rico. He goes, what do you guys want? Well, let us in the Roxbury. Not a problem. So, go to the Roxbury, goes in, meet the owner of the Roxbury, had a bunch of fun time. Leaves, tries going back the next day to discuss business about a possible bar. Guess what? They weren't allowed in. Um can't remember their names but the one that Will Ferrell plays he hooks up with this one girl the one girl's very possessive starts destroying his life rewriting it the way she wants it then marries him and that's basically about it it's just kind of alright so sadly that's all I'm going to give. I know I could have basically explained it a little bit better. But it's just one of those movies you need to watch. There's really nothing too memorable about it. So no quotes. Really no scenes. But the one character that's pretty memorable is Stifler's mom played a cop in this movie. The cop is Stifler's mom. It's very unique because when you see Stifler's mom, you think of Stifler's mom. Or if you had kids, uh, when it was Road Chip, her character on that is just absolutely stupid. They're trying to portray her as a dumb blonde. But Night of the Roxbury actually showed a good acting skill when it came to her, which is a very strong positive. And if you ever thought Stifler's mom was a dumb blonde bimbo, she actually is, and she is a really good actress. And this is one of the shows that actually prove it. Despite the stupidity of the actual show itself. Alright, the final one is called Session 9 for my top 5. We don't have honorable mentions this time because I kind of forgot about it. It was a little bit harder than I thought. But some of the movies that popped into my head about honorable mentions was Hoodwinked. Especially with that little chipmunk that was hyper like he had caffeine. Caffeine? Caffeine? No, I didn't have any caffeine. As well as Over the Hedge. Alright. Some of those, they were my honorable mentions. But when it comes to the movies nowadays, or even the past, I just have too many favorites. 
and the top five that I have, there's reasonings behind it. But session nine has a close encounter with my home city. So here's a little bit of a history fact. Session, well, not history, but it's pretty damn close. But with session nine, the story it takes place in can't even say the state Massachusetts yeah, close enough about a bunch of like this one company going in and they got paid to remove all the asbestos in this place and this place is freaking huge it's almost like a three four east three or four story tall asylum tons of water damage it was closed down in 1984 you can even google it and actually see pictures of it Alright, so Gordon, he walks in, he says how much, how long. Well, it'll take about four weeks. Uh, it's going to cost you about this month. The guy says, well, another company has quoted you one week quicker for way, way less. And Gordon goes, one week, that's it, in, out, we're done. But the catch is, you gotta have to give us a bonus to if we get it done in within that week. And the guy goes, if you can get it done in one week, absolutely beautiful. Go for it. Let's go. The one thing about this movie that relates to my city is I live in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, and we actually had an asylum back in the day uh, I don't exactly as far as I know it's always been called the mental hospital it was built back in the 1920s it was one of the largest buildings in western Canada it was so big then of course you know everything else grew but at the peak time, our hospital alone housed 200, not 200, 2,500 people. That included nurses, doctors, patients, caretakers, everything like that. And it was right on this huge chunk of property. Like it was just absolutely unbelievable. So some of the things that they did, they they actually had dentists, they had hairdressers, they did cold baths, they did shock therapy, they tested LSD within it. Like, the amount of stuff that our hospital did, it was just absolutely amazing. And the sad thing is, it was based in, they're like, this hospital wasn't in our backyard. The one year I was in Vancouver for a holiday, and I did mention about being from Weyburn, one lady goes, do you guys still have that mental hospital? My buddy Cody and I, we look at each other, look at her and goes, what? How did you know? Oh, your hospital's absolutely famous. It's like, okay. It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, the sad thing is now, it has been torn down. Just like this hospital in Session 9. Exact same thing. It's been uh, not taken care of. Um, 
the one thing that hadn't been done, which wasn't, was to upgrade the fire code. And they said that it would have took millions of dollars to do it just because of the building was so big, so old, that it was almost not worth it. So they built a, a senior care center-ish thingamajigger on the premises and they tore down the old one. But with uh, the mental hospital, it was weird because over time, they would shut down the wings and move everybody into another one. And the, the, uh, the co local college was in there too. They, but when they finally did eventually close it up because of the fire codes, they moved them to the high school. So next thing you know, they saved as much as they could out of it, tore it down. It was very sad to see. So I can relate to Session 9, the movie, because we both had mental hospitals. They both got torn down. But the part that I cannot relate to is the plot of Session 9. So you have Gordon, you have the crew. They're supposed to get rid of, like, all the asbestos in the roofs, around the pipes, etc., etc., the one part about this movie that was kind of creepy is one of the guys, as he was going through the whole entire building, marking red, yellow, green for the different levels of asbestos, he found a bunch of tapes, uh, photos, files, things like that. And the one it had a bunch of sessions of this one patient. So he started going, playing. Next thing you know, he started playing again. And he got through quite a few of them. And it was quite interesting to hear this one little girl who had all these different personalities. And her voice would change. The weird part about the plot of the story is... Gordon said he did not hear back from his better half for a while but he said that he did go over dropped off some flowers and left when Gordon first went into the building he actually heard a voice saying hello Gordon and that was about it it, this movie alone was so mind bleeping awesome I'm not even gonna uh, how would you say it tell you all of the plot like I did with uh, one of the other movies that I have on the list which I can't even remember just because I want you to go watch it Gordon was sitting on the stairs and he goes, looks under his nails and he sees red and he's like, what the hell is that paint? So he was looking at it, trying to figure out what it is. Meanwhile, one of his workers is listening to tapes. Another worker found treasure. It was unbelievable 
on the path that it took. The twist that happened, it, this is the part that will F your mind just because what you think the plot twist is, is not even close. It is really insane. But the one reason why I love this movie so much is for the longest time I could not figure out the climax of the movie. Where I thought it was actually wasn't. And everybody that I told about this movie and watched with me I always said the part that I never uh, paid attention to were the voices within the movie. It took me 11 times before I figured out that it's the voices you have to listen to. Once I figured it out, I was like, that's it. That is genius. Oh, genius to some extent. But... Yeah, it was an unbelievable movie. This has probably got to be one of the top two movies on my list for sure overall. Just because of how brilliant it is. And if you think you figured it out, most likely you got to wait for about a couple more minutes. Then you would figure it out. So Session 9 is one of the movies you absolutely need to pay attention to. It's a hidden gem. It never had a big release just like some of the other movies that I mentioned. It never had uh, big stars except for the redhead in NCIS Miami. David whatever. Russo? I don't know. But it's just one of those movies I want you guys to go check it out. I fell in love with it once I watched it at least one or two times. But when I finally figured it out, I just, it was one of those things that I just absolutely sunk into La La Land because it was so great, so well written. And it kept me on my feet. And once climax hit it just kind of all right I know I totally forgot about releasing the great information that I have planned for you guys and so in the month of December what I would like to do is have an award show it may take about four or five weeks to do it just because of all the weeks leading up to the month of December because there's going to be like 44 different months there are 44 different weeks or something like that. 44, 46. So every week that I do a show, which includes a top five show, that is a category. So the five worst games, who's going to win? Five best TV shows, who are going to win? Best five movies, who's going to win? It's just one of those things where 
I thought to myself, let's make it more interesting. Let's get you involved in the show. And a little bit later, I will be having polls put up for you guys to vote to see where you guys stand and where you guys think I'm going to vote. It's going to be very interesting and hopefully you guys stick around and you pay attention. If you have any questions or comments or you even have an idea on a top five, which I have a few more top five ideas given by viewers, actually no, not viewers, by listeners, you can email me at theblitzmorningshow at gmail.com. Follow me on Facebook at The Blitz Podcast as well as on Twitter at The Blitz Morning. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of Instagram. It's just, it was one of those things that didn't suit my lifestyle. So I took it out. It is what it is. But thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it dearly. And I will catch you guys next week with a brand new top five right here on the Blitz Morning Show. My name is Toby Brendel. Thank you guys for tuning in.